0: You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your otherworldly hosts, Alora Rain and Kitty Fields. If you like what you're hearing, hit the follow button to receive notifications of future weekly episodes. Pay a visit to our websites, AloraRain.com for tarot reading and numerology readings and otherworldlyoracle.com for educational blogs on magic and paganism. Head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash burning hallows to access exclusive content, including bloopers, book of shadows, pages, solo episodes, and more. We give shout outs. So if you sign up, you could hear your name on air. Now onto the show. You set foot on the path that leads to the woods where your grandmother is buried. She always told you to visit her at the crossroads at the sacred place where her mother's mother initiated her at the place where Hecate may be called upon and learned from. Is the mother of witchcraft, the queen of sorcery and the goddess of magic calling you? Hecate is an ancient Greek goddess and rules over witches far and wide. If you're new to her energy, how do you work with Hecate respectfully? In this episode of our popular deity series, we meet the goddess of witchcraft and learn how to work with her primitive liminal energy. So grab your cuppa, And settle in.
1: That was a lot. That was a mouthful.
0: That was a lot. lot.
1: You did a great job. That was a A lovely storytelling. Uh,
0: Yay me. (laughs) But um, I believe before we dive into this, you have an announcement.
1: I do. So I wanted to let everyone know if you're interested. The newest volume in the Otherworldly Oracle Collection, the Compendium of Fairies, drops on Amazon on Samhain. So mark your calendars.
0: That's um, interesting because here it will be um, belting. Yes. Yeah. I am aware of
1: that. And I thought about doing the ancestors release on Sound, but it, it just turned out that this is how it, has to, be. <laughs> how it so, has to be. That's just how it has to be. If you're interested in a signed copy, you can always contact me, Kitty directly through my Facebook or my Instagram as well.
0: Also, you should release the Ancestors one on Beltane because then it'll be one for me.
1: Exactly. That's <laughs> kind of what I'm shooting for. Yeah.
0: Oh, you love I your know. Australian peeps?
1: Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I try, you know, I try to include you all as much as I can.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard when the whole world's flipped around.
1: Yeah, because then like I try to go, oh, happy Samhain and Beltane to the other people. And then people are like, what are you talking about? Like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have to explain to the Southern Hemispherians.
0: To the Southern Hemispherians. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
1: funny word. Hemispherians.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Heke. Yeah. Heke. However... You pronounce it. So I've heard it. I I don't even know what the right pronunciation is.
1: I think, I mean, here's the deal. With a lot of these deity names, we can go round and round and say it's this or that. Or I just think it's however people want to pronounce it. Like, that's my honest opinion. I have heard that if you're Greek, they usually do an emphasis on, um, so instead of it being Hecate, it's like hekate so like the emphasis is on the second syllable but then mm. again i've heard it pronounced all different ways and again i feel like there's a lot of deity names out there like that and mm. i don't know i just say do your best right
0: <laughs> yeah definitely because like odin is definitely not pronounced like that
1: <laughs> i know no, that I, for <laughs> exactly exactly and and freya isn't freya mm, yeah there's a you know they it's said a certain way and we're I, i'm american so it's you know we're american
0: okay ones. so for this episode <laughs> how are we saying this let's agree on that at least akate okay All Sure. right we'll shoot for that Okay, have you ever worked with Hecate in your practice? I have. I worked with
1: her during the time that I was pregnant with my son, actually.
0: Mm. How about you? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of odd. Why? Oh, just because, like, I don't know. I, I don't think that I've ever heard of anybody else working with her while pregnant.
1: I don't think that it's... Yeah, but you're think, probably right. It, it's probably not normal, but she's more than just the goddess of death. I think a lot of people it, will, Oh, know.
0: no, I was going to say it, but it makes sense. Yeah. Because she is liminal. You know what I mean? Like that space between. Yeah, which I think we're
1: going to get into a little a little bit just because.
0: Yeah. We'll yeah. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I worked yeah. with her early in my practicing days. So probably 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. I mean, I practiced as a teenager, but not not with any real type of, you know, it was like, you know, teen- yeah. yeah exactly. Um, But when I started into to a serious practice, my first or second Samhain actually was like a whole feast um, dedicated to Bacate and, and awesome. yeah, it was a huge, it was a huge deal. Cause it, I, it was actually like a, um, an open circle thing that happened where I lived. So that was really awesome.
1: Yeah. That is awesome.
0: I'm picturing yeah, in my her, head. I worked with her for a couple of years. Yeah. When I was like, just starting into my practice.
1: Yeah. I think that's a common, common story, right. With her. And yeah, yeah, I think witches.
0: so. Yeah, I think so because one of her designations is as the queen of the witches, right? And so she's kind of one of these ushers, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't you tell us who she is?
1: Well, I I believe that she's a favorite goddess among modern and 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 past witches as well but Mm -hmm. she is an ancient greek goddess we say greek but most people think most scholars think she's even older than than she's before the greeks time even Um, but she's a goddess of magic life and death herbalism mysteries we've said witchcraft and the crossroads and many more. Yeah, she's a she's <laughs> a lot. Of, she's a, a spirit that governs a lot of domains. So she's a liminal spirit. She guards the thresholds between the human and the spirit world. Mm. She is found at the crossroads, also at the doorways of homes and at the gates of the cemetery. Mm. Yeah, she's a chthonic deity who presides over death and the dead. But a lot of people forget that she's also a goddess of childbirth and life, which we were just talking about. That's because she mm. governs the crossroads, right? So you have life, death, rebirth. Right.
0: That's what I was saying. Like, it, that's why I was like, oh, well, it makes sense, though, because she's, you know, the space in between. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think also being a goddess of witchcraft, you would also have domain or knowledge or skill in transformation and like transitions, right? Mm, Yeah. So some of our other domains include the moon, grave sites, necromancy, herbalism, particularly when it comes to toxic or poison, the poison path, right? Yes. Ghosts and sorcery. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Qu- quick question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as we're talking about necromancy, underworld, the mm-hmm. ghosts, and these you know, cemeteries and crossroads, comes the question: Is she a dark goddess?
1: I mean, first of all, I just want to say I think that's all in your perspective, right? What is light and what is dark, right? Um, But, you know, she's portrayed a lot, I feel like, in in the media, like in in movies and, and literature and everything, but also in the witchcraft community online as being like this kind of like foreboding, dark, you know, almost unapproachable goddess to some people. Like there's some practitioners that are kind of scared to start working with her. But I think that she's multifaceted because she is the goddess of the crossroads. We've said she's the goddess of childbirth and life. So there's there's multiple sides to her. She's not just this, you know, dark cemetery goddess. She is that, but she's much more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think this whole designation of light goddesses and dark goddesses is complete bs um because i've never you know i've never had an experience with a deity that was all one or the other because they're very um capricious and picky and their energy they they,
1: almost all of them embody all 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 things like even we say you know oh this is a goddess of love this is a goddess of this but in all reality like Aphrodite for example isn't just a goddess of love she was a goddess of war too oh yes so and same like with Freya I, you know so, yeah
0: I, I was just gonna say and I've seen the the uh, flip side of Aphrodite and what can happen oh dude oh, I won't work with Aphrodite personally because I've seen the other side and I'm like Mm-mm, I don't want no stalkers no thank you
1: well, I mean, we could get into that, but that's probably also like, yeah, but being careful um, what you wish for and all that, right <laughs> Dude,
0: It's just weird I'll have that's a story for another time, but let's just say it has made me be like, mm, no, <laughs> yeah,
1: we all have our we all have our peoples,
0: <laughs> yeah, we all have the ones where we're like,,
1: mm, mm. yeah." I-
0: I agree. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about her origins? Like, where okay. I know that Greek, and then, but we think she's much older. So, where we that do.
1: From? So, there's actually belief that Hecate is much older than, than the ancient Greeks, who kind of continued her worship, continued her cult. Basically, her worship probably arose with the karens I, i'm saying that wrong c-a-i-r-a-n-s not k-a-r-e-n-s not karens like the kind you find at the <laughs> grocery store asking to speak to the manager um and ancient people from anatolia ancient anatolia because oh there's a, <laughs> sorry are you still real on the karen comment
0: <laughs> yes i am <laughs>
1: Huh. So um not those karens different kind of karens. <laughs> we'll we'll call them Anatolians. How about that? So it 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 we're separating the two. So the Anatolians had an ancient temple dedicated to her in the city of Leginia. So apparently these people precede the ancient Greeks or the ancient Greek civilizations.
0: No, I'm looking at that word and I'm thinking because here in Australia, there's a part of Australia called cans, Cairns, C A, but it's it's spelled C A I R N S. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, if that's just another spelling of Cairns. I don't know either. Because it, it it, it's the also same, the same word way.
1: as C-A-R-N-S, like Cairns, like C A I R N S. Like a uh, in Ireland, there's burial like sites where they stack up a bunch of stones. And it's called a carn, C A I R N. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think that that you're I think you're right. Yeah, that's interesting though, right? That makes more sense there. Okay, cool. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> well, it makes make- sense that she would be associated with burial sites.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're right. That's a good point. I wanted to address something though. There often Hekate is frequently called a triple goddess, but I think it's important to discuss the difference between the Wiccan concept of the triple goddess and the actual triplicity of Hekate herself. We have this concept of a triple goddess being maiden mother crone, right? And this technically arises from the Wiccan religion, but is based on older concepts of the divine feminine. However, Hecate, like, she's represented often with three heads. Like, I don't know if it's sculptures or, you know, sculptures, ancient art, that kind of thing. But it's not that she's necessarily a maiden mother crone deity, but rather she rules over the three realms, right? Life, death, and rebirth, like what we've been saying. She is also called, the the Romans actually associated her with the goddess Trivia, which meant three-way. (laughs) Hmm. But meaning (laughs) again, life, death, rebirth, that kind of a crossroads. And this Mm. is also an epithet that she shared with Diana. So Diana was also trivia as well, which is interesting. Mm. And that we use the word trivia in the way that we use it, you know. In ancient Athens, Hecate was considered an official guardian of the household, along with Hestia, Zeus, Hermes, and Apollo. Hmm. And in regards to her wor- worship, it's been said she is on the fringes of Greek polytheism rather than in the center, which again points to her liminal qualities.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. But I mean, isn't every witch on the fringe of society rather than in the center?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it is.
1: There's a lot of theories as to what her name originally meant. So, one of them being far reaching one, and there's another, she who works her will. But a really interesting theory links Hecate, the name, to the Egyptian frog goddess Heket, who was a transformative goddess who ruled over fertility and childbirth. Mm. Yeah. And in addition, Hecate being a word in ancient Egyptian that was equated with magic.
0: Hmm. And it's so interesting because you think about how, you know ancient cultures mm-hmm. typically like it, they didn't have the internet, okay? They weren't on the telephone. They didn't have a way to quickly, you know, call each other and be like, "Yo, did you try this? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so the fact that they have similar words and names for things and things like that, like you wonder or I wonder. How that all evolved and transformed. Like Mm -hmm. that either it had to be over contact with other cultures over hundreds and thousands of years, Mm -hmm. or maybe they never even met at all. You know, who knows?
1: I know it is really interesting. I agree.
0: Because it depends, like, when who had what word when? you know like
1: right <laughs> say that five times fast who had what word what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree no it's it's really cool when you think about where's the or, the original origin of
0: this word yeah right how exactly. this far, yeah and she is featured in quite a few myths yeah she is featured in the story
1: of demeter and persephone and she, she, in this story, she aids Demeter in the search for her kidnapped daughter. And she's also in Theogony by Hesiod.
0: You'll see likenesses of Hecate in, in a lot of tarot. Mm-hmm. What, she is featured as the justice card or the two of swords a lot of times. Okay. In the, in a, how do you know if Hecate is calling you?
1: I feel like a lot of the signs that deities send you will be kind of similar. But for instance, if you need to know if she's calling you, you might start seeing the number 13 popping up everywhere because that is one of her sacred numbers. Mm. You might hear dogs howling at night, like from nowhere. It's not going to be, you know, your neighbor's dog next door, but kind of like an out in the distance. Also, if you're seeing her symbols repeating, this could be, you know, on the TV, uh, in a magazine, online, wherever, those would be a key, the crossroads, a torch, a dagger, and her wheel, which you'll have to look that up if you don't know what Hecate's wheel looks like. It's a specific symbol of hers. Mm-hmm. If you're being drawn to work in graveyards or cemeteries, let's say you haven't before. Now, all of a sudden, you're feeling drawn to to do this type of work or spirit work. That might be her calling you to do that work. Mm. If you've had a spiritual experience, could be either positive or terrifying at a crossroads, any crossroads, really. Mm. I feel like that could also be physical or at a spiritual crossroads like in your life do
0: you want to hear sense creepy oh <laughs> yeah i just
1: thought about this i said i'm a chicken shit so don't scare me too much no Go no, no, ahead.
0: No. no this is no this okay. is creepy like scary this is creepy like ooh, that is oh, creepy. okay um no so growing up i one of the places that we lived in until i was geez probably 12 12 yep the name of the place that we lived was called woods crossroads i kid you not
1: whoa that's cool that's weird that's cool i like
0: that and you know what's funny is so it was down a dirt road like listen we lived a rural and when i say rural i mean dirt road rural yeah like, i'm with you mm-hmm. uh yeah okay so When you went down our road, so you went down the gravel road, when you got to the end of the gravel road, our house was at like, you were facing our house Mm -hmm. and then it wide off to where my best friend lived. And then there was another fork to where our landlord lived. Wow. So I actually lived in the center of a crossroad.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool though. Pretty weird. Very liminal of you without even knowing.
0: And that was like around the age that I like, well, not that age, but a little bit before that. So we, Mm -hmm. but we lived there from the time I was, I don't know, nine, eight or nine, but that was the time in which I became really interested in tarot because my mom was reading it. Mm -hmm. So just little fun facts, kind of creepy about it. Well,
1: now that you're telling me that, I didn't live at a crossroads, but I lived literally in front of a haunted railroad, like an abandoned railroad.
0: Ooh.
1: And that was around the same time that I feel I was having sort of my initiation, you know.
0: Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Okay,
1: continue. We should explore those like stories in a in an episode sometime. You know,
0: oh my gosh, we should do like a whole episode of like creepy coincidences, yeah, of of our witch paths. Yeah, that'd be
1: cool. Okay, so also, as far as Hikate, if she's calling you, maybe you're new to the craft and you need guidance, but you don't really have anyone physically to turn to. She is great at initiating new witches. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, I agree. Okay.
1: Also, she'll come into witches' lives if you are basically at the crossroads of life, death, or rebirth. So if you are pregnant, if you, I mean, major transitions in life, right? So if someone's passing on, it's almost like, I i want to say she kind of has like a midwife vibe. Mm, yeah. Right? I mean, I witches were often midwives as well. So it makes sense.
0: Well, not only that, but midwifery doesn't just include birth, right? right. Because we have death doulas. Well, I mean, I th- we always have had death doulas, but I think now in modern times we've given them this moniker to right. identify what it is they do. Yeah. And it, but I think Hecate has always had that role.
1: Yeah, and I think you're you're right. Like today, it's it's more of a delineation between okay certified midwives only deal with pregnant women and babies and then your death doulas do the other side of it but technically back in the day midwives did all of it right if you're seeing a white dog everywhere you go that might be like in real life on tv in the media maybe in your dreams this could also be a sign of Mm Hecate's. if you keep seeing her name this is a big one. I don't know why, but a lot of the deities that I've worked with will just I'll just start seeing their name or hearing it like everywhere randomly. It's like, hmm. "Hello,"
0: you know. <laughs> it's like, didn't I send you the picture of Odin's tavern down yeah, here? Yeah, you did. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's like sometimes you're it's like ridiculous too because you you just start seeing it everywhere and you're like, "Come on." It's like in places <laughs> that you've always seen but you never notice certain things, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Hecate has a soft spot for people who have a soft spot for dogs.
0: Yes, I 100% agree with that because uh, I knew a witch in Arizona who she literally had and has always had a pack of dogs. And Hecate is, I don't know if she still is, but she was a major feature of her practice. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a couple women in the Facebook group, actually, that will attest to that as well. Mm. So talking about dogs, stray dogs, if they tend to find you and you tend to take them in, that's another big sign that you should be working with this goddess. (laughs) Also, if you were born under a dark moon or on Hikate's Sacred Night, that's a big sign.
0: Which is November? Yeah, 16th, I feel like. I, I think you're right.
1: And then also, I think if you've kind of had the ability to communicate with spirits in whatever way that, that means to you, you know, your entire life, because that's such a domain of Hikate's, she might also take a liking to you for that reason.
0: Mm. Mediumship. Yeah definitely definitely or working with spirit boards and that's not just a Ouija board yeah oh, I'm getting a little exasperated with Ouija board stuff at the moment what do you mean exasperated what Everywhere. do you mean where oh because there's a lot of people I don't know what maybe it's because sounds coming up but uh uh-huh. you know can I work with a Ouija board yeah or so-and-so worked with a Ouija board Mm -hmm. and now, you know, evil spirits. And I'm like, Oh Lord help.
1: (laughs) Well, I have my own stories about that. And I am one of those people that will not personally work with it because of my experience, but I don't know that, you know, that it's wrong
0: for everyone. Here's where I stand on Ouija boards just quickly. Mm -hmm. A Ouija board was not designed or created with the proper intention. Okay. You don't make, Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I agree. You don't make talking boards for eight-year-olds. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's
1: just, no.
0: (laughs) The practice of using a talking board is not bad. Right. As long as it is created with the right intention, you know how to work with it. Mm -hmm. You know how to uh, protect yourself, open it properly, close it properly, Mm -hmm. all of those things. Agreed. Yeah. Hundred percent fine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like I said, the people that made it as a game, um, no.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I've always felt that way. Like the the way that the way in which it was created and manufactured and sold, I feel like opened it up to other things. So yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yes, I mean you can't have to be. 16 to have a learner's permit or a license or whatever it is these days. But at eight years old, you can summon whoever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So how do you work with Hekate?
1: I mean, again, like this is similar to all the other ways that we've been talking about with deities, but you know, it'll be unique between you and Hekate, But first, we always say to research and study everything you can about her. It's kind of like getting to know a new friend, you know, in a way. You like to get to know them. What are their favorite things? You know, what do they like to do? (laughs) Right. Keep a section in your grimoire or your book of shadows for her. You know, this is where you're going to keep all your notes on her. Studying her myths, if you, you know, want to write any of of the myths down or whatever that might be. It's a great way to to start. And then also creating an altar space for her.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Um in addition, when you start really getting into working with her holding uh I think it's a Depnon. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sorry. But it's essentially a sacred feast and her mm. name that you can do once every lunar cycle, like on on the uh, dark moon, but also a lot of people wait and do it on her her sacred
0: night. And also, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's a bad idea to do it on Samhain. Oh yeah, because so yeah, because she's a liminal deity. She it's the witches' New Year. She is queen of the witches and also a liminal goddess so you can absolutely throw a feast in her honor on that night or a party or whatever you want to do yeah i think it's fitting
1: yeah i actually if anyone's interested on otherworldly com, there's a whole menu that i've created for this purpose there's a whole menu (laughs) there's a menu. (laughs) There's a Hikate night menu. Okay. And it actually is including traditional Greek foods and like her sacred herbs and things like that.
0: But does it have drinks? Yeah. <gasps> you had yeah. me at the. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is midnight margaritas in there?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I want to say it's like probably like a wine or like a, there's like a, a couple different things. But yeah I'm she has sure certain that foods that are like that are sacred to her. One of them is it's a type of fish, and I can't remember what kind now. I want to say red mullet, but I don't know if that's right. Um, garlic is another one that's sacred to her. there's There's different things, and I've tried to include all of those in the menu that I built <laughs> yeah, very cool, yeah, ok. In addition, we just talked about this last week, but crossroads magic, obviously. Yes. Go back to last week's episode if you don't know about that. Canine care. So if you have a doggie, you know, just caring for your doggie and her name is a nice way to honor her. Mm. Herbalism. So particularly the poison path. And if you want to know about that, go to Mamir's Well podcast season one.
0: <laughs> yes, where we talked to Kobe. Kobe Michael. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, I was just going to say he's probably the best poison path practitioner that I've ever spoken to.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. If I had a question on that, I would be going to him
0: Yeah, or referencing his book.
1: Yeah. Okay. Some other ones, spirit work, particularly in the cemetery. And this is when we talk about, when we say the word necromancy, I know that's like a really scary word for a lot of people, but it essentially just means that you're talking to the dead.
0: Mm, spirit work in the cemetery. I, uh, that is one thing that we included. That one Samhain that we had a feast mm-hmm. in her honor. Mm-hmm. I wish I had the pictures from that night because they were amazing. Like you could see whole spirits. Wow! I actually, I actually sat. I was sitting on a tree stump, mm-hmm. and you could see the the whole spirit of a. Little boy sitting Whoa. back to with me. It wow. It was crazy.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm telling that's Wild. I have a picture like that too from my teen years, but not in the cemetery.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I was in a cemetery.
1: <laughs> wow. That's awesome. If you're leaving her offerings and you're not going to the crossroads to do it, you can also leave it at your door, like near the threshold, because she is said to be found in doorways of the home as well you can locate and study the dog star aka sirius that is her star
0: Hmm.
1: menstrual magic Mm, yes doing things in 13s so you know picking 13 spell ingredients um, chanting something 13 times that kind of thing as well as divination yeah, definitely. She's the goddess of witchcraft and the crossroads and.
0: And yeah. liminal. And liminal. Yes. And divination is definitely a liminal practice. A hundred percent. Well, I think that was a great primer rundown, even a little bit of a deep dive because we did get some background information on her origins. So, so yeah. that was really. Yeah. All right. We
1: build which- the Hakate tea still
0: Hakati <laughs> <Stay deep. laughs> tea what would you like to wrap it up
1: sure all right if you enjoyed our show be sure to show us some love by leaving a review and liking this episode check out the website at com for more info on Hacate and other deities and remember whether you're in the land of the Fey or the land of the ancestors stay otherworldly